Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit with Lisa A. Smith and Miss Get Fit with Jay. Professionally Fit is a podcast dedicated to female entrepreneurs and executives who are soaring in their fields and in their enterprises while still maintaining their health and wellness. On this week's episode, we're talking how to position yourself for greatness and minimalism. This year, 2017, you guys have probably heard in previous episodes, me and Jay talk about our quest to be minimalist in 2017, to significantly reduce the amount of things we use and significantly increase the amount of people we love and the experiences we have. So we're going to give you a quick update on how that's been going for the first few weeks of 2017 and talk about one topic that is dear to my heart, positioning yourself for greatness, also known as preparedness, right? So, Jay, what's up? Hello, how's everybody <laughs> doing today? So, you um, are getting ready for a big trip. I am. Jamaica uh? in less than 10 days. Wow. So, you geeked? I am, yeah. You know what? Once that, once a trip is paid for, you may as well position yourself <laughs> to have a For greatness. Of- for greatness, <laughs> yes. You are so right. It is nothing like making your last payment on a trip. Yeah. yeah. When I was, like, paying the first $300, I was like, oh, I don't know about this. Then I paid another $300. But that last $300, I was like, <laughs> I'm going to have a ball. I'm going to have a ball. It's going to be awesome because, right. you know, why not? Why not? It's paid for. So, so yeah, true. I'm, I'm super excited. I'm thrilled for you. It's your first time in Jamaica. It's my very first time. Yeah. I cannot wait to hear all about it so you can give me the laundry list of must-dos. Um, sure and, will. And so I, I wish you nothing but the best. You'll be leaving next week. I will on Monday. Yes. Okay, so so exciting. Most importantly. Not next week. Well, the week after. Okay. Yeah. So most importantly, you have your swimsuit body ready and packed, right? Because My, yeah, I say swimsuit ready. Okay, because you're, you're not allowed to go to another country and not be a one. Yeah. Yeah. Professionally fit, like you have to be represent. Re- got it. Uh, yeah. Okay. No. Th- okay. I, I don't blame you for asking because I okay. know that was something that probably was troubling you because I have to. I'm representing us. Exactly. So yeah, understood. Exactly. Yeah, I'm ready. And um, I have to tell you, um, congratulations on a recent podcast that you did. You were on, um, what's the name of the podcast you were on? Six Weeks to Lose. Six Weeks to Lose. It was a phenomenal interview, guys. If you guys get a chance, please, please, please be sure to go listen to my homegirl's Jay's interview at sixweekstolose.com. She was interviewed just based on her passion for health and wellness. She did a phenomenal job gave some great tips, and told her own personal story to health and wellness, which I enjoy quite a bit. And um, I can honestly say that because it's nothing that I haven't heard before, and I was still all in, so you did a great job there. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. That means a lot coming from you because you're like the podcast queen. You've heard them all, the greats, the up-and-comings. You know, so yeah, thank you. Definitely a podcast junkie. So, okay, so on tonight's episode, we're talking about um, how to position yourself for greatness. I think a lot of times in our lives, we wish for it. Yeah. We hope for it. Dream about it. Dream about it. Yeah, talk to people about it. Don't we? Ask for, we pray for it. Definitely. But how often 
Do we prepare? Do we prepare for it? Exactly. And that's what life is really all about. Not necessarily getting opportunities, but being ready when they come. So we're going to give some tips, tools, um, some examples tonight about how to position yourself for greatness in whatever it is you're looking to do, not necessarily just health and wellness, but in business as well. You guys know I'm talking to all my fabulous fempreneurs out there, my nine to fivers who are hustling after hours, my daytime entrepreneurs. How do you position yourself for greatness on an ongoing and regular basis? Not just in your career, but also in your personal life, for your love life, for your finances, for your health and wellness. It is extremely important to stay prepared. I think our model last year, by default, we didn't even plan for it. But I think our model last year was stay, stay ready. ready. Wasn't it? Yes, it was. All day. And we did it. And we did. We lived it, yeah. And we did it subconsciously. Yeah, it was not intentional. It wasn't intentional, but we just always felt like, let's train up. Mm -hmm. Let's train up. Let's train up. Yeah, I remember we, we were even training on the riverfront downtown, and someone was like, what are you training for? We were like, um, life. Life. <laughs> we don't know. The next minute, the, the next, next hour. Week, we literally can be training for something, exactly. like an actual event, so why not be prepared for it? You're exactly right. And so um, I think more people need to adopt that mindset Yeah. and um, really see greatness in things became, become, become uh, into fruition in their lives. So- We'll talk about that. But first, wait, wait what? what? So wait, what is our segment where Jay and I talk about something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, wait what? what? <laughs> okay. So I'll go first. Okay. Uh, my first mini wait, what, which I already told you, but I have to share it to the people, is McDonald's Grand Mac. That stressed me out when you told me about that. Like, listen, I literally, I think I almost dropped my phone. Listen. Why would they need a Grand? Why would they need a Grand Mac? So, I was walking down the street, and a bus rolled by. You know, they have the advertisements on the side of a bus. And it had three burgers. The Junior, the Big Mac, and the Grand Mac. I was like, <laughs> wait, what? Since when? Since when is there a Grand Mac? Since they're giving the public what it's asking for. All they do is follow the dollars. You're exactly they, right. They didn't think of this. The public asked for They it. won't sell them if they won't sell them. Yeah, exactly. Guys, if you're responsible for keeping this Grand Mac in business, <laughs> I'm talking directly to you. Get it together. <laughs> Pull it to There's absolutely no need. And I don't even know what a Grand Mac is as far as the size of the sandwich, how many right. patties it is. But if if the Big Mac wasn't enough, then I'm sure the Grand Mac is just way too much. I, I totally agree. I was outraged. I want to see it, though. I would like to see it. <laughs> just so you could be upset? Just so I could be upset. I get it. Yeah. I, I yeah. get it. You know, sometimes you just want to be annoyed. Right. <laughs> like, what right. is that? Let me see what this right. we're talking about. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Definitely. <laughs> okay. So, um, my next wait, what is, so, you know, we've been doing a minimalism thing. Yeah. And so, you know, I was thinking... In the first week of the year, so guys, again, our goal with the minimalism is we're not spending money on things per se this year. We're spending money on experiences, um, you know, with the exception of essentials like food and toiletries, right? But we're really, really, really reducing the amount of money that we put into uh, tangible items that depreciate as soon as you buy them, buy them that don't necessarily serve a purpose. 
So I was thinking about that, and I was so focused on that at first. So at first, like, every time I had to spend some money, I would think about, okay, wait a minute. What is this? Do I need it? How much is it? Is this an absolute necessity? And I still do that. Mm -hmm. But I realized that I was quickly becoming so um, consumed with not buying things that I wasn't giving as much attention to having more experiences. Exactly, yeah. So last night I went to hip-hop yoga in Ferndale. And... Um, I met my friend there, and we went to hip hop yoga, which was dope, by the way. Okay, I don't gotta know try if it. you ever went been to a yoga class that played Snoop Dogg's Gin or Juice. Why didn't you take a break and call me? I would have met you up there. Listen, pull up Gin and Juice right quick. And <laughs> we Absolutely. we have to, I have to really literally listen. Rolling down the street. Smoking in dope, sipping on gin and juice. Oh, I would have loved that. To yoga, though. Gin and, I said, you know what? This is definitely my new life. So went to hip-hop yoga, which was, we went to uh, it's a place called In Soul Yoga, mm -hmm. which is on Nine Mile in Ferndale, Michigan. So if you're local Metro Detroiters, check it out. It was so cool. And so, um, had a great time. I was with my yoga instructor. So she wasn't teaching last night. She was, me and her were just going to a yoga class together. And so when I came in, I was, um, I wasn't late, but I was later than her because I couldn't find parking. Right. Okay. So when I came in and we knew it was going to be crowded, I rushed in. The room was completely full, but she had saved me a spot so I ran in the room with my coat on, handed her my mat so she could lay it out. Then I went to go get undressed and everything. So when I came in the room, she was talking to a young lady behind her. Mm -hmm. And they were talking so, like, closely. You know how you can kind of look at a conversation and tell if it's, like, a stranger yeah. or maybe a familiar person. So they were talking, and it really looked like they had knew each other in, in my yoga instructor terry she was like hey lisa this is so and so um she's a yogi too which means you know she teaches yoga as well and i was like cool and um they so the class started we had a great time the music was so funky and um so class ended so after yoga terry and i had already discussed going out to dinner mm -hmm. so we were getting wrapping up our yoga mats first we practiced our head head headstand sidebar Okay. I'm get it. I'm almost completely unassisted on my headstand. What? Dude, I am so excited about this. So, cuz you know my fear of standing on my head. Yeah. So, I get up there and she has to hold my legs, but you know how if you hold somebody, you can kind of hold them super loose. Yeah. Or like it's, it's primarily them doing it. Yeah. And um my leg is like dangling in between her fingers and she'll let one go. So we're like wow. it's super sweet. So sidebar head headstand on fleek. So anyway, so we practice our headstand. So we're leaving out, getting ready to go get dressed and head to dinner. And Terry asked the young lady that she was talking to, like, hey, Lisa and I are going to go to dinner. Do you want to come with? And she's like, yeah, cool. Where are you guys going? So we're discussing places and things like that. And so we're, when we were getting dressed, 
the girl had walked away for something or something. And I was like, Terry, did you know her before the class? She was like, oh, no, I just met her in the class. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I'm like, so instantly, because I'm so just, you know, I have to warm up to people. You know, I have to warm yeah. up to situations. And I instantly got like 30 seconds Plan. worth of irritation. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want this stranger at dinner with us. I was looking forward to talking about this and talking about yeah. that. I was looking forward to kicking it. I don't really feel like a new person, right? right? I was really on my no new friends. Now you have to be on your best behavior or whatever. Whatever. Include you. Got to be inclusive to her. Right. I'm like, oh, oh. I'm like, oh, okay. But I bit my tongue because Terry is so nice. She's such a beta. I'm really alpha. She's such beta. And so we really balance each other out well. So I, just knowing her, I'm just like, in my head, like, this sucks, but we're going to go to dinner, and it'll be cool. But the girl was cool. So we end up all walking to dinner, and um, we're sitting down, we're chatting, and she is so cool. When I tell you all of us had, like, the same energy, she teaches yoga, she's really into health and wellness, None of us ordered meat with our food. We all got tofu. <laughs> and literally by the end of the conversation, by the end of dinner, we were all talking about opening up a health and wellness studio together. <laughs> and like, what city will we have it in? They, they're talking about names. And we're all talking about what we want. Yeah, That's juice bar. Cool. Yeah, nutrition classes. Um, but what was really cool about it and what was like my weight, what was, number one, the experience and her, we were learning about her life. Like she was telling us about her family and her current situation. And then all three of us ended up sharing something really intimate about our childhoods. And it was just relevant to the conversation. And we all started selling, telling intimate things about our childhood and, and things that affected us and affect us now still as adults. And I just, in that moment, I was like, wow, this is how I want the rest of my 2017 to be. I, I did not know how much I missed learning new things about another human being. I was so into her. Like, and then what? And then what? It was just so cool not to already be with somebody whose sentence I could finish. Yeah. Almost. You know what I mean? And I was, and I'm like, wow, and you do what? And, and where? And how? It was really cool. And I was like, okay, this is the part of my minimalism that I was almost willing to miss out on if I had to just focused on not spending money on things, 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 but more focus on increasing the experiences. And now I have this new buddy. We're all going to erotic poetry on February 11th, and we're talking about doing this. And then it was just really, really cool. And so I was like, okay, I almost ruined my 2017 focusing on the thing yeah. I don't want to focus on. So that was my way. What It was a really awesome experience. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You're almost <laughs> to perfection. Just keep going. Shut up. <laughs> All right. So I also have two wait what's. Mm -hmm. We might be like an hour in before we get done with our wait what's. But anywho, my first one is, um, so you know I got married in uh, 2007. Yes. So it'll be 10 years this, this summer. Okay. So after I got married, someone from Ramirez's job asked him about a photographer, right? Mm -hmm. So, because she, she was getting married. Okay. And so we gave her our photographer, whatever. So we went to the wedding. I, you probably don't remember this, but I wore jeans, not even thinking. I dressed it up, but we were so uncomfortable because it was super, super formal. I do you remember, remember that? I remember you telling me that. So yep. we went to this girl's wedding, and we ended up leaving. We were so Everyone was in suits. And wow. I was... <laughs> anyway, so then a couple years ago, 
no, not a couple years ago. Last year, uh-huh. maybe not even a year ago, I went to this tea party with Ramirez, and I ended up sitting next to her, uh, the girl. And, you know, with me being a trainer and, and everybody knowing that, remember I told you, like, everybody always thinks I'm watching their food and everybody wants to talk health and nutrition and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, But she had gained a lot, a lot of weight mm-hmm. since her wedding, like a, a lot of weight. Okay. And she was like, I need to lose this weight. I really want your help. I really want your help. Here's my number. I need to do something about this. And so I got her number. She, I called her. She didn't answer. Mm-hmm. I called her again. She didn't answer. So I called to leave a message. I said, hey, you know, this is Ramirez's wife, uh, Jamila. I'm calling, following up again. Mm-hmm. Let me know when you're ready, you know, to get to work or, mm-hmm. you know, when you're ready to jump into this health and nutrition thing. You know, I'm always here to help you. Mm-hmm. Left my number and everything. So two days ago, Ramirez came home and he's like, hey, um, you know, Carmen, you remember Carmen? I said, yeah. He said she died of a heart attack. 34 years old. Wait, what? Of a heart attack. 34 years old. 34 years old. This has been bothering me so much. This has been bothering me so, so, so much because, of course, naturally, I'm thinking, had she, had she called me back, had I called again, had, had some, some, who dropped the ball here? Was it her? Was it me? Was it her husband? Like, how did this 34-year-old woman wow. die of a heart attack at work? And it just, it just really brings home that urgency mindset that we talk about, how when the consequences are not in your direct line of vision, you don't realize what's at stake. Yes. And I just really want to drive that point home. I know this is because that was definitely a wait what for me. I feel horrible for everyone involved, including her, because she had no idea. And then, you know, Ramirez was like, well, you know, she had a car accident like some months back and oh. maybe had something to do with it. Right, right. And, and I told him, you're absolutely correct. However, has she been working? On, you're always, when you're, when you're in, in the best of health, your, your chances of recovery or your chances of getting to the other side and being victorious is that much more significant. Yes. So that's my wait what. You know, you guys, I really, really, really want to get you out of that urgency mindset. And all urgency means is moving as if whatever it is is important. That doesn't mean moving when it's almost too late and you almost, you lose it. You're about to lose it. It just means that it's important to you, so move. All right. Man. Wow. 34. 30. And and I just keep replaying that conversation. I really want your help. I'm, I'm ready. And she never called me back, as a lot of people do. Right. They, they, it sounds good to, the, to themselves. Yes. And then they think about it. I don't want to do this, and I don't want to do that. And you may not be ready, but that's why you get help. That person can push you further than you will ever push yourself. There was a reason we sat next to each other. There's a reason why you, you said you needed my help. There's a reason why you gained weight. Was it because you were depressed? Stress kills. Like, why? But... You know, that's something that I just, you know, I just keep thinking about. I just can't understand why. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was heavy. That was heavy. So my next wait what Mm -hmm. is I'm at work Mm -hmm. and someone, a a lady, she walks up. She's about my age. She might be like 40, 41. And she walks up to my desk like, okay. And this is this is somebody who plays too much all the time. I never know what she's gonna say or do. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm ready. So I don't know ready for what. 
And she's like, I'm ready to, um, you know, save my life. And I said, what do you mean? She said, I'm, I'm ready to do whatever you tell me to do. And I'm like, with, with what? Like food? And she said, whatever you want. She said, I'm ready. She was like, you remember, I told you when I had a stroke before, I had an aneurysm when I was 16. She was like, do you remember I told you I was in a wheelchair? I said, yeah. I was like, that was so long ago. Mm-hmm. She, was like, she was like, yeah. And it's, I can't believe I let my health go. I took advantage of being, I, you know, out of this wheelchair. I got free from a wheelchair. I survived the aneurysm. I survived the stroke. And here I am not taking care of my health. She said, I'm ready. So I start talking. You know, that's all I need. Right, gave you the green light. <laughs> she gave me the green light. So I start just breaking everything down and why, but mm-hmm. not everything, but just enough to, to where I thought she was and what she needed to hear. Mm-hmm. So what my weight what is, she, well, no, I'm not quite there yet. But anyway, when I got finished, like, explaining to her certain things, she immediately, she was like, in your, your small body, you are so gifted. You have so much. And she was like, your little small frame. <laughs> you have so much knowledge. You have so much de- dedication. You have so much, um, you know, things you need to give to the world. And she started praying for me on the spot, praying for me. She said she wanted my gifts to manifest. She prayed about the fear. She prayed, like, about a lot of stuff. So I was about to cry then, but I was like, oh, my, get away from me. I'm about to start bawling at the job. So, um, you know, she finished doing that, and then I told her, write me down a list of things that you eat that are bad, things that you feel like you can give up, and a list of things that you feel like you know no matter what, it will be very difficult. So when she brought the list back, she um, wrote that list, and she also wrote a list of, And she also wrote her prayer down for me, word for word. And I put it on my desk. I talked to somebody that day, Tajma, my sister, Mm -hmm. and she gave me a story that really resonated. Mm -hmm. Within that phone call, within that note, I made a decision about my life. Mm -hmm. I made a decision about what path I want to take, what I'm going to do as far as school, where I want to go and where I want to see myself. Because you know I've always struggled with that. Like, I'm going to school, but I don't know for what. Right. So I've officially decided I'm not stopping. Once I get my associate degree this June, I'm going for um, nursing. Wow. Yeah. So all of I said all of that to say what she did and who I spoke to after that and the prayer she gave me and the note she gave me, it just all came together at one wow. time. It just gave it, – it was just like – a door that was locked, and she unlocked it for me. It, you know how we believe that things just line up. Yes. And it just lines up. When I talked to Tajma, she gave me this powerful, powerful story about somebody she just ran into that gave her a power. It, it just all just, just added up, and it just made sense, and I just felt what was right, and that's what I'm doing. I love it. Yeah. I am so proud of you. Thank you. Dang. Yep. Two wait what? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Too long wait what? Sorry, well worth it. But yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at everything just falling in line. Okay. All right. Let me get out my feelings. We got to get on (laughs) with the episode because I could just go off on a tangent right here. So we're gonna dive into the topic for tonight, which is how to position yourself for greatness. And I think actually our wait what's were uh, were a great way to preface tonight's topic because. You know, you decide in what you want to do and being very clear on it 
um, is one way to position yourself for greatness. Literally knowing what you want. Yeah. Be, being aware of the direction that you are, that you're going is a version of being prepared. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. It's not the final step, but it's definitely the first one. I agree. 100%. Because everything that comes after that needs to be based on the fact that I know where I want to end up. And actually, I know there's a lot of people out there that's just like me. No direction was painful. Not knowing where I was going, why I was in school. No, like, no direction is a very painful thing to go through because you feel like you should know yourself better than Better, that. right. But how, how don't I know more about me to know where I want to be? It just doesn't make sense. You're right. Yeah, so I, you know, having direction is very, very much the first step. Absolutely. And when you know where you want to end up, it's kind of like core values. You can then make decisions for everything else after that on whether or not it's applicable to you. So true. You so know what true. I mean? Yeah, you know what? That's so true because you start seeing things. You remember the red Corvette syndrome? Yes. So now that <laughs> I know which direction I'm going, it's not exactly like that, but I look at it and I determine whether that's doable for me. Yes. At this point, since I know what I will be doing a year from now. So everything is applicable yeah. to nursing. Like, to uh, yeah, I don't think I'll be. Right. I don't want to take on that because yeah. my nursing school is going to be intense. <laughs> right. And I don't even want to dig myself into that hole. Exactly. So yeah. knowing where you want to go. So have a goal. I know it sounds super simple, guys, but some of us are operating without a vision. Right. We're operating with sight. But we're not operating with a vision. And the difference between sight and vision is basically sight is what you see with your eyes open. Vision is what you see with your eyes closed. Yep, or no matter what. Right. So knowing where you want to end up, regardless of how large and impossible it seems, Regardless of how small and insignificant it may seem, we're always addressing goals with it's not too big, it's not too big. But some people have goals that are, you know, may seem small to them, like, huh, I should want more. And maybe not. Whatever your goal is, make sure you just know that you're able to define it for yourself and see it and be very clear about it. So that's number one of positioning yourself for greatness. Number two I have is continuing education. Okay. And not in the form of formal schooling per se, but continuing education with regard to um, learning your craft or self-development. So, for example, let's say if you are, you do need to take a course or you do need to take some type of certification or class. Continuing it could possibly be learning how not to be a procrastinator or learning how to um, focus on tasks so that you can finish them and not have to wait to the last minute. And so yeah, discipline, you know, um, because those things are going to carry over. So continuing education is one way for sure to position yourself for greatness because if you don't hone the skill sets it needs to survive school, mm -hmm. to survive an intense nursing program, to survive an intense medical school program, if we don't go into these programs with our discipline on point, with our um, 
procrastination, getting rid of that. If we don't go into these things with a solid backbone, with um, feeling good about ourselves and our talents, then we're not going to be able to survive those things. So continuing education is super important, informal education and informal education. Yeah, I totally agree on that. So my next one is change your Google search. Mm -hmm. Change your Google search. What I mean by that is I used to Google every time I want to do something. The first thing I will Google is how hard is it? How hard is it to um, go to, how hard was it to get certified as a personal trainer? Or how long does it take? Or the percentages of people who passed and didn't pass. That's, that used to be my Google search. Really? I yes. never knew that. I used to, I always did that. And I will <laughs> always try to get the people who had something bad to say so I can decide if it was doable for me. Wow. Yeah, that's how I did my Google search. It's like, okay, how hard is NASM? How hard is it to get the BSN for nursing? How hard? Things like that. And it will wow. always scare me and intimidate me because I will always think that I will relate more to the people who just had a hard time versus the people who, who it wasn't that hard for. Right. So changing my Google searches, now I Google – what do I need to be um, to excel in nursing? What do I need to, um, you know, what kind of things do, what type of tools do I need to mm-hmm. be successful? Right. You know, how many tutors is needed or things like that. Things that will prepare me. Tools, yeah. Tools, but not, oh, how hard is nursing? Or, right. Yeah. Just set yourself up to get Just, discouraged. Yeah, and, and it was almost like a... Um, crutch mm-hmm. like they said it was hard so yep. it must be so maybe it's not for me yeah yeah so yeah. definitely change your google searches because i'm a firm believer if i'm doing it then someone else probably is doing it. it's just like school if you ask a question somebody else probably is thinking the same question somewhere in your class right and it's the same thing if you have a bad habit there's someone else out there that, that has the, that shares so the I'm habit speaking to the people who do who um you know Try to put fear into themselves to yes. stop yourself from doing things. Absolutely. You know, prepare yourself, arm yourself with knowledge with Google, but don't don't scare yourself. That's true. I love it. I love it. And being able to disseminate between those things because, you know, recently I was looking up reviews for uh, online brokerage firms so I can start buying stocks. And so I'm reading the reviews of all of the all of these different firms and and I would see like three or four negative reviews on one firm and I'm like oh forget this one forget this one even though this one got rated the best four people said they were horrible so I just discouraged myself from going with them and and what ended up happening was I didn't make a decision at all I ended up not um I ended up not choosing and then the class that I'm that I'm in about stocks the very next day we our um, assignment was to purchase our first stock, do our first investment. And I didn't do that day. And then I just saw it like today and the market is closed on the weekend. So now I got to wait till Monday. And I'm so, and I was so mad at myself. I was so mad at myself. I'm like, I should have just made a decision, but I read all these negative reviews and I let that discourage me. So I I went ahead and I picked one this morning and I'm all signed up on my first online brokerage firm. I'm so excited. But you're so right about that. You read discouraging stuff and you allow it to decide but the yours trajectory. Wasn't intentional. You were just trying to get information. And nothing's yeah. wrong with that. But it, it it is if you like use it to your disadvantage and you don't Yeah. So with reviews, this is just a sidebar. People post 
negative things more than they post positive right, things. Right, right, right. You know, if you think about thousands of people who've done bought things and then you see like 20 negative reviews, that means there's probably like a thousand Some, more that are positive right. that they didn't post. Right, because only, yeah, only the bad stuff is ever interesting, right? So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, I, but I do get what you're saying, though. Um, you know, yeah, you're right. I didn't necessarily seek out to discourage myself or something, but it definitely haunted me um, making progress and then set me back, even though it was for a weekend. But how many people does it set back for years? Like you said, like not, you know, scared to enroll in a program or scared to have children. Because one of the reasons, honestly, I've not had children is because I'm super scared of the birthing process, like physically, especially since I know I won't have, I don't want meds or anything like that. And so the more I hear about it, the more I look it up, the more I read, I'm just like, F that. Really? Yeah. I'm like super scared. But you know, the birthing process, sidebar, <laughs> the birthing process is um, cultural, the way we handle it. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, just like my sister, she's a labor and delivery nurse. And she said the way that certain cultures handle it, they go through it, you know, full beast mode, don't even, don't even make a sound, a peep. And then we get in there, <laughs> we get in there and we act a fool. So it's mind over matter. It is, but I don't know if I'm too knee deep in my culture at this point. Because I, I can go in knowing that and then turn into a wuss. You know what I mean? No, I think you're. I think you're pretty much. You know, I think you got that mind over matter control. Yeah, well, that's definitely one of the reasons. I'm like, no kids, no kids. I'm really, I'm really scared about that. But anyway, so number uh, three, position yourself for greatness. I have share your plans. You know, sometimes we try and keep stuff close to the chest because, one, we're ashamed of not following through and losing right. face. Um, or some people are scared of people stealing their ideas or their plans, whatever. And But um, if you share your plans, number one, you kind of get built-in accountability. Number two, it'll lead to resources, great ideas, constructive criticism, and angles you may not have thought of. I cannot tell you how many times I've shared a plan with somebody, and they'd be like, "Oh, well, you know, you can go here and get this yeah, resource, definitely. and you know, you can." And it is just like, "What, really? I never heard of that." Oh, yeah, you know, there's an easier way to do that or capture that data. So when you share your plans with people, number one, you you invite them, depending on how close they are, you invite them along for the ride. And they're able to check in with you. And they're able to, hey, how's that thing going? Right. You know, and that gives you built-in accountability. And like I said, access to resources and angles that you may not have thought of before. True. So um, that's one way to really position yourself for greatness because it gives you access to more resources and um, helps you be more ready. And then you feel more obligated to be a finisher. Yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> you don't want people looking at you like, I thought you said. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Sure. No. Okay. So um, I have two more for positioning yourself for greatness, which is number one, be consistent in your practice. You have to be consistent in your practice. So if it is exercise, if it is finances, if it is your love life, whatever it is, you have to be extremely, extremely consistent and um, your efforts towards that. And, and so, for example, take this podcast, for example. I started this podcast in 2015, doing it by myself. And this podcast has been through 
a lot of ebbs and flows. We, you know, I've been by myself. I've, you know, went and recorded in a studio. I've had, I've done a series of interviews. I now have a co-host. But throughout all of it, I've always done the podcast, right? That is so, yeah. I've been have. consistent. And I know there's going to come a day when that's going to matter. Yeah. And the fact it that I was. now. It, yeah, maybe. It <laughs> but, you know, I really feel like it, with the, my blogging, out of all the things that I do, I cannot tell you how every week. I'm like, oh, God, I have to post a new blog post every Friday, like, without clockwork. And I always got to think of new topics. I always got to make sure that it's relevant, that it's, you know, dense as far as information, not just fluff where it feels like I just wrote something right. But I really want people to get value from it. Every week on our website, there's a new blog post without fail. And I've been consistent in that. So, guys, do you have something that you said you were going to do? or information or content that you started putting out and you told the world and yourself that it was going to be a weekly or monthly occurrence and you just stopped. Do you have, and it can be on a lighter note. Maybe you said you and your friends said you were going to get to dinner, get together every month and go to dinner and you guys just stopped. You know, there is something about being consistent in your practice that always pays off. And I promise you somebody, the right person is going to go to our website and see, wow, Every week she has a new blog. Every week they have a new episode. They always do what they say they're going to do, and that stands for something. Yeah, absolutely. And another thing I was going to add about um, consistency and being prepared is knowing yourself. If you know you're a person that tends to not be consistent, you have to put in extra effort in working on that self-development and being consistent. Yes. Don't just say, I'm not consistent. Well, sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. Right. Or, you know, you know, sometimes I, you know, you know people let themselves off the hook a little too much. So my next thing that I wanted to suggest to you is knowing yourself and preparing not to be that person. Mm. For instance, with this, me going back to school, I know that I normally sit in the back of the class and... I'll start daydreaming. Mm-hmm. 30, 40 minutes into it, I'm like, you know, doodling on a pad, text messaging, you know, may scroll through Facebook. And I've missed minutes here, minutes there, minutes here. And I'm in the back of the class, so no one's really paying me that much attention. Right. So intentionally, before my class even started, I said, I'm sitting in the front of the class. Yes. So I will be very embarrassed to pick my phone up. I will be the first person you know, in the class, I don't want to come strolling in late. Right. I'm in the front of the class. Excuse right. me. You know, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, with my book bag. And I'll be able to hear, digest, process, ask questions. And so that was part of being prepared, just knowing myself. Yes. And so self-development said, Jay, you know what you did last time. Don't do it again. Right. And good point. And don't get confused with knowing yourself with that's just who I am. You know, we put a post up on our Facebook page this week that said, don't um, stop, you know, using clear character flaws as that's just who I am. No, work on yourself. If you know you daydream in class and you know you have a tendency to stop paying attention after so long, create an environment that makes that really difficult to do. Oh, yeah. And let me add to that. When 
this class I have is on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. I have a seven-year-old son whose basketball game is every Saturday. I could have taken a class that was every night. You know, not every night, I'm sorry, at night. Uh huh. But I chose to take the Saturday class and miss my son's basketball game. Because why? Because I know I get tired and sleepy at night. Mm. So sometimes you have to sacrifice yeah. for certain things. Prepare to be disappointed that you're going to miss some things. Prepare to be upset that you can't do everything or whatever it is. Everything is not going to make you happy. But in the long run, you will get what you desire to get. You just have to stick to it and be willing to sacrifice for it. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. You have to know yourself a thousand percent. Um, final tip on positioning yourself for greatness is very simply become a finisher. Become a finisher. Easier said than done, I know, but you have to start off planning to succeed. You have to start off planning to su succeed. Become a finisher, guys. You know, we give a lot of props and credit to those who start. And we, you hear all the time, just start, just start, just start, just take the leap. You know, yeah. just take the leap and hope that there's a net at the bottom. Just start. <laughs> and that's cool. That's totally cool. But how many times have you started something and you did not finish right uh, many of us are ashamed to even admit that number but become a finisher and finish doesn't mean perfect finish doesn't mean your product is gonna sell finish doesn't mean that you're gonna get a ton of clients finish doesn't mean that you're gonna get an a out of the class you know what happens in between definitely counts but become a finisher stop dropping the ball and leaving the things un done you cannot position yourself for greatness if you don't have a track record of being a finisher hands down there's nothing that i go into thinking this might not be completed there's a part of me you know how you get that feeling that weird feeling when you leave your cell phone somewhere yeah yeah <laughs> that's literally how i feel when i don't finish something wow like I'm missing something. What is it? Like, wow. Yeah, really. It's kind of cool, though. It's kind of annoying because it applies to small things, too. Like, oh, I got those two dishes left in the sink. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, that's kind of annoying. It's but, kind of annoying. Know. But it works for me on a bigger scale. So, you know, if you don't have that built in trigger that makes you feel off if you don't finish something, that's okay. That doesn't apply to everyone. But you have to make a conscious effort to finish things that you start because that is the a pure pure um characteristic of a person that is sitting in their greatness they are hands down always finishers finally this evening i want to dive into minimalism right, from a different angle okay okay so really quickly we've talked about minimalism at the beginning of the show we've talked about our own journey so minimum i think a lot of people when they think of minimalism they think about physical stuff right okay for sure so i wanted to take it from a different angle we're always talking about minimizing our things but i want to talk about psychological and emotional minimalism all right and I was thinking about this because I was thinking about, as of recently, with a couple of things that I've kind of added on my plate, 
how I'm always thinking about something that has to be done, taken care of, executed, that I need to remember, that I got to add to my calendar. Oh, I need to text or call this person. And I was just having this weird feeling like, I wonder, can I become a psychological minimalist? What do you think? Definitely. <laughs> it will take a lot of training, a lot of redirection, you know, redirecting your thoughts, redirecting uh, your energy and things like that. But yeah, it definitely can be done. Yeah. Um, and I suspect when you, the, the least amount of things that you have on your plate, then the least amount of psychological and emotional stress that tends to exist. I'm sure it's a relationship between the two. So, um, but how challenging is it when you have a crap ton of stuff on your plate? I was just telling, well, not just, but I was talking to Tiffany about that. Mm -hmm. How you have to, when you say a crap ton of things, that means you're thinking about it as a whole. And you need to, uh, you know, I'm a big believer in categorizing, yes. you know, compartmentalizing. Oh, you're so good at that, thing. too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, with like, with me being a mother, a wife, a student, you know, working and all friends and trips and all these different things, I don't, I never group them together. So I never feel like I got a crap ton of things I got to go. If I, if I group them all together and thought about how much stuff that I have to do. Yes. I would probably feel stressed out and I don't do that. Right. I just think about it like as like, you know, the kids, okay, I have to do this, this, that, but I'm not going to think about that while I thinking about doing my homework. Right. If I think about, I got to do my homework and then I have to take Bryce into basketball practice. And then tomorrow that's stressful. That's, you know, I don't know if you know that, but I think that's kind of, I don't know if you know this, but I think that's kind of like a superhero power you have. <laughs> That I know. I didn't see I that coming at all. Yeah, legit. It wasn't deep. Not at all. You, you're a superhero. No, 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 you're a superhero. Hey, y'all heard it here first. All right. Really? Because I promise you, I'm in the midst of doing like my chemistry homework and I'm like, okay. Lisa, you got to set up the emails for this week for Professionally Fit. You got to check in with all your clients. You got to blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm always making sure my mental to-do list is in check. Yeah, but no. <laughs> wow. I, I cannot do It's too stressful. I'll give you an example of when it could have been extremely stressful, but I didn't allow it to be. When I worked at Trainers Total Fitness, a gym, when I did the, a fitness camp for kids, I was in school. My son was struggling in school. It, if I would have thought about all of these things at once, there's no way there there wouldn't have been oh, oh I would have been too stressed so how I did it was I would go to work and I would think like okay I get off at 10 then when it got close to 10 all right now it's time to go to the camp okay. then when I was at the camp I would think okay I gotta get the kids up then all right I'll help like it all right I'm gonna think about it ahead of time but I can't think of it all together right yeah right so that reduced a lot of that reduces a lot of stress that's what's up um it's really important to clear out your psychological clutter. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think, you know, we, we want to unclutter our desks, our, our cars, yeah. right, our homes. But we really need to unclutter psychologically. So what I was thinking, guys, is one way to unclutter or even avoid getting cluttered psychologically is, number one, to take care of the things that are constantly nagging you that you know you need to do and you 
quote unquote, haven't gotten around to. Like, for example, I shared a couple podcasts back how a company um, charged us for a service that we didn't use in the amount of $800, like the day before Christmas. And so I had, I called the bank and I had to do all this. And so I had to follow up with the bank and, you know, make sure we filed our claim so we can get a refund and get all our money back. And it took me a week to do it. And that entire week, it was on my mind randomly, but I didn't do it. So it was another thing that was like in my mind, constantly nagging at me. Really? Call the bank because I didn't want to forget is what it was. And I'm like, oh, oh, God, I got to call the bank. Oh, oh, God. And so every, but the, the issue with it was I, because our account is a business account, I had to have our um, tax ID number for the company. So every time I would think about it, I would be out and the tax ID number was at home. You know so it was what? something I couldn't do when I thought about it. it. That is so interesting because now this is how well I've mastered the whole mindset and not letting things get to me. So when I register both of my kids, you know, my son is two year, two and a half years. So he's three years behind in school from my daughter. He's in a second. She's in a fifth. I want to keep them together. Mm-hmm. And there's a school really close to our house. And I want them to go there together. And the lady said, well, you know, you have to fill out an application. Come back in January. That's when it's time. Okay. And when was this that she told you? This was in, um, like, in the summertime when oh. I was registered. Because I tried to get them registered for that school. She said, no, you're too late. Okay. You have to come back in January for next year. For so the fall this, of 2017. Yes. Okay. So all this time I've been thinking January, 2017, January. Don't forget, Jay. I get there. I see the application. This lady has told me at the very, very end of, of the deadline of, um, you know, the deadline for me to So the application off. started? In December. And it was over in January. So I absolutely cannot get my kids into this school. And the reason I'm bringing this up is I can let that bother me. I can really, like, let that bother me. Mm -hmm. But what what I chose to do is, you know, for next year, like, think positive affirmations instead of thinking of what I should have did, what I should do, Mm -hmm. and things like that. But more importantly... For, to not to stress yourself out with like things you need to do is following up on your own and not taking someone's like mm-hmm. word. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. To make to follow, like, is this right? Am I going to get this done? And setting alarms in your phone. Yes. Okay. Let me follow and make sure that this is okay. Instead of relying, like you said, relying on our memory. Yeah. That's why I'm bringing this up. Cause you said, um, you kept reminding yourself. Yeah. And that just triggered me. Like put a reminder in your phone and be accountable you know, have this technology to help you be accountable. Absolutely. So that just made me think of this situation. I should have set an alarm in my phone yeah. to go back and make sure what she was saying was correct. Yes. And not just rely on my memory. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. So take care of things that are constantly nagging you, that don't tell you, you know you need to pick up the dry cleaning, you know you need to go grocery shopping, you know you got to do your homework. Don't wait till the last minute to do things because it's going to constantly nag you. I had homework due this past Wednesday and I completed it I think by like Sunday or Monday because I'm like I don't want that to be in the back of my mind and it, right, it yeah. won't ruin a night for me it won't ruin but I'm still like oh I'm gonna have to get to that homework you know every now and then it you know these thoughts don't ruin my whatever I'm currently doing but they're always present so one way to declutter psychologically is to not be a procrastinator and to do things in O W. 
now. Like soon, I cannot even tell you. So for example, a young lady, um, she has a company that, and we're thinking about doing business together. And we were inboxing back and forth, forth on Facebook. And you know how typically you say something random, like we should get together and chat. So yeah. I instantly responded like, how Saturday at 12? And I know she wasn't <laughs> expecting that, but it's like, first of all, I'm an action taker, you know, but let's talk about, let's, let's get this on a calendar right now. <laughs> I cannot stand you. <laughs> you got me like that. Somebody said something about training. I'm like, okay, I can give you a call. Don't, don't just speak randomly about, no, getting in shape. She was like, I really want to get in shape and tell my legs. Okay, I can call you tomorrow. Are you, are you available? Are you available Stop at playing. 7 p.m.? Yeah. And you know, it really throws people off because people are not used to like yeah. chronic action takers. And I'm like, girl, I gave her the day, the time, and the location. How'd it go? Are you guys meeting? We're meeting. Absolutely, oh, okay. we're meeting. Yeah. She's like, and she replied back, and she's one of, she's like, I like to call them an exclamation pointer, right? It was like five exclamation points. Cool, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, heck yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like I, I, you say, let's do this. I'm like, cool. Yeah, don't just throw stuff out there and be playing. Yeah. Right. So if something comes up, you know, if it's an idea or something you want to look into, get the ball rolling with it. You might not can finish the whole task. If you're like, huh, I think I'm going to self-publish my book. Don't just let that be a thought that just wavers right. off into the atmosphere. But you need to Google self-publishing companies, how-tos, what's the first thing I need to do, the first step I need to take. And what's really important about that is you don't know how many of those steps are going to consume more time. And so, for, for example, I was like, for, a, for the longest time, I was like, shucks, I really need to get the podcast on iTunes. I really need to get the podcast on iTunes. And at first I was having like some technical complications, but when I went in to register our podcast on iTunes, it turned out I had to submit our information and wait, yeah. which could be business days to hear back. And I'm thinking by the, tomorrow I'll be able to post, I'm thinking about tomorrow I'll be able to post, hey guys, we're on iTunes, you know, mm -hmm. and that wasn't necessarily the case. So you never know how much time additional steps are going to take if you haven't even got the ball rolling. So that's just really critically important. I definitely agree. So I just have one more that I want to add about clearing space is people, 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 Come people. Come on now. And I know what people are going to say, but what about family? Definitely family. Especially family. Especially family. If they, I'm going to take a page out of your book. If they are not adding value, I cannot explain to you guys how many people that I just don't mind not spending as much time with. It's just <laughs> clear, <laughs> clear cut and dry. I just don't mind not spending that much time with you. I love you, but that it is what it is. You're not adding value to my life where I am in my, my space. And, and I'm okay with that. Currently, you're not adding value. Because they could have added value at one point, and it could feel awkward. <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for that value added 10 years ago. But uh, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> like, because it, it'll feel odd. Like, dang, we used to be, you know, yeah. inseparable. But sometimes you outgrow individuals, and that's okay. Yeah. And, and. And I know that's a that's a hard pill to swallow. It is. It's a hard pill to swallow for the person that's being kind of pushed aside, and it's hard for the person that's kind of pushing someone to the side. Exactly. 
But, and I hate this phrase for some reason, but at the end of the day, <laughs> it really comes down to your happiness. And if someone is not adding value, then usually they're decreasing, you know, decreasing your mood and, and they're taking away. Yeah, if so, they're not adding, they're subtracting. Plain and simple. Yeah, really. Yeah, plain and simple. Really. So if, you know, we talk, we've talked about several times about becoming minimalist with regard to physical, tangible items. We're both decluttering our homes. Oh, my God. I gave away so much stuff to Salvation Army last week. It was insane. Did you do what I said and put it, like, in front, down? How about just... Purple Heart doesn't come to my neighborhood? I put in my zip code. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Girl, I put, and I was so excited because I had all these boxes by the door. And I was like, ooh, Jay said, all I have to do is book them online to come pick up my stuff. I, oh, Purple Heart, shame on you. I put in my. Stop that. I put in my zip code. And yeah, they were like. You're not eligible. We, don't, we don't come to your neighborhood. Get over it. You're not eligible. Yeah. It's, so I must be the lower yeah. class. So I, I had to haul all my stuff in the car, oh, and it looked like we were moving. That's how much so stuff jealous. Troy and I had in the car. Oh, on that note, someone I heard a good quote today. Ramirez's brother said, because uh, they started talking about all this clutter and stuff, you know. And he was like, uh, you know, because Ramirez was like, yeah, when you get home, it's just natural. You start getting, you know, stuff and blah, blah, blah. His brother was like, yeah, um, I got a place that I store stuff. The second, my favorite place to store stuff, the second place I like to store stuff is the trash. <laughs> he was like, if I haven't used it in a year, it's gone. <laughs> Bottom line. Bottom line. How are you going to store something in the trash? I did not see that coming. He was like, yeah, yeah, I know about it. Yeah, I know. But the, the place I like to store, the second place, yeah, the trash. <laughs> what? It's got to go. It, it has to go. But it felt good hearing somebody else say it. Yeah, for, sh it for sure. It really did. You know, but we hold on to so much stuff that we don't touch, use, that we hope. Here's, here's another phrase we use. Just in case. Just in case. Everything is just in case. Here's my thing. Like, one day, Trey brought home this freaking chair backpack. So it's a backpack, but it's a chair. <laughs> don't ask. Don't ask further questions because I don't have further but, answers. Yeah, please. Go on. So I was like, Troy, why did you bring this home? <laughs> and he said, you like to go hiking. I said, true. He said, just in case you can take it with you hiking. My thing is, I don't go hiking often enough to warrant taking up space in our place for a backpack but chair. But just in case. But just in, he's like, just in case. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Just, I don't want it not? just in case. Yeah. Minimalism is not as easy a, a, of a concept as I thought it would be. Really? I thought anybody would be like, yeah, that makes sense. No. No? No. It's not well received. No. Yep, no, I agree. People I, love things. People love things, and we love buying things, holding on to things. We love not sharing things. This is mine. This is me. I bought this for me. This was my treat to myself. I treated myself to this thing that you can't use or experience. It's just so it's, – it's really bold when you think about it. Like, we idolize and put physical things on pedestals. And we treat people like crap. We, we treat other humans like crap. We don't value our relationships. We don't spend enough time and experience with the people we love. But we will take things, 
that we spent a couple hundred bucks on and we will act like don't you dare like that girl you told me you spent a couple hundred bucks on a t-shirt at your job yeah a t-shirt that's yeah. crazy you know how many awesome dinners with great conversations and things but some that people I learned? Will say, I do go to awesome dinners and I do do those things, but I like nice things. I, I and you, I guess it's a value system. Yeah. And but for me, I just don't. Va- I I no longer because I can't say I never have in the past, but I no longer value things, especially those that depreciate as soon as you get your you, they hand over you your receipt. It's depreciated. Um, I refuse to go further valuing those things over the experiences and, and people that I have in my life. And that does not have to apply to everybody, but that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. And it's going great. And it's going absolutely great. Um, so before we close out, I think I had, oh, I want to tell you something funny um, <laughs> at the class this morning. So first of all, shout out to the women who wine Detroit. Yes. Um, yes. Awesome. Yes, they asked us here at Professionally Fit to come in and do a 10-week group of fitness challenge. It's called Commit to Be Fit. So if you're in the Metro Detroit area, guys, and you are ready to jumpstart your health and wellness and you love the energy of a group setting, we're doing doing a 10-week group fitness class every Saturday at 11 a.m. It started today. It's not too late to join at Anytime Fitness in Ferndale, Michigan on Nine Mile and Woodward. So please, please, please join us. You can get tickets at womenwhowinedetroit.com slash tickets. And so our first class was this morning and those women were phenomenal. We had a great time. At the end of every class, we're doing a nutritional segment where I teach something about nutrition that's relevant to the individuals in the class. And so today was about sugar. And so if you're local, please, please, please join us. But a lady came up to me at the end of the class and, you know, she did like the wave and pointed to her body up and down. And she was like, can you fix this? (laughs) And I replied, can you? You did it. Don't put that on me. Wait, what? Why wasn't that the way? What? Why? Why were you that obnoxious? Why? No, we said it all in fun and joking, oh. but it was hilarious. And I was just thinking about how sometimes when we hire coaches and we get trainers, we're like, "Fix me." Yeah. You know, we might even when we go see therapists, we're like, "Fix me, help me." We go see marriage counselors, fix us, fix us. And the thing about it is, is you did that. You got to do the work. I'll give you some tools. I'll give you some tips. But you are going to do the work. Yeah. <laughs> I, and that's and that's really, really true. And that's really hard to um, communicate to the person that needs the help. It's like, what? Why am I paying you? Right. You, right. you can't fix me? Right, right. <laughs> like you said, I can give you the tools and the support. I can give you the support, the tools, the accountability. But you have to do the work. Mm-hmm. I don't think my teacher... Give me the grade. Um, no, you have to teach me. Right. Hold me accountable, but right. I have to do the work. A thousand percent. So I thought that was funny this morning. She's like, can you fix this? I said, don't put all that pressure on me, lady. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Not at all. So that was a really good, um, really good class we had this morning with the women who wine Detroit. And so thank you so much for all you lovely ladies that came out today to get fit and fierce. It was absolutely amazing. And I am so grateful to um, the women who wine Detroit for bringing, in a, bringing us on and believing in us to um, 
jumpstart their health and wellness component in their programming. So thank you, thank you, thank you. As always, we'll be back next Monday with another episode here on Professionally Fit. Remember, you can download, download and listen to our episodes on SoundCloud and on iTunes by searching Professionally Fit. Until next time, be well. Peace.